welcome everybody another episode of master shake theater if you're just joining us this is the pod where we talk about aqua teen hunger force and all of its nooks and crannies and all of its raging glory um we're happy to be here we hope you are too hello carl welcome hi yeah thank you for joining us we're happy yes. to here um Carl was Carl was a guest with us previously on uh, on episode of of Check Under the Sea, which is the podcast that we used to do. If you're just joining us, you can find those uh, you can find those episodes on our Patreon for a, a small fee. Uh, link to that's going to be in the description. Season one, episode four, Mayhem of the Moon Knights, aired October fourteenth, two thousand one. Uh, the Moon Knights, the decorated characters. So famed from the show, land in Carl's backyard. Uh, let's get into it, y'all. Whenever I think about Aqua Teen, I think about these two dudes and how much I love their will to power. They do have a, a strong will to power, man. I like. Uh, I can't help but but think we'll just we'll just jump right in on this on this thread because I'm sure it might be the primary one we pull on is like. We were already discussing in the chat how much these um, guys are reminiscent of the original Baffler Meal characters, right? Oh, like yeah. um, going deep into the lore, like it's it's clear that like the that the writers sort of have like a set of character formulas that they're putting that they're putting to work, and um, Enigma in particular is just a is essentially the same character as Master Shake is in in baffler meal so that's that's pretty cool i also think that they're a little bit reminiscent of carl and sons um, oh yeah yeah it's a good episode so um yeah i i think that that's that that's a, a little piece of fun you're really you're really getting to see the the writing style of 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 um of matt and dave play themselves out and play itself out I would also venture to say that um, just outside of that universe too, um, you remember Lur from Futurama? Yes. Like, I feel like it's like those two, uh, like these two, like those two examples, like really made it kind of a trope, but like in a way that's like super lulzy and like kind of like turns it on its axis a little bit. Absolutely. It's yeah. Like it's subverted sci-fi like tropes in a way. And I think that, um, I don't know, you get those like totally like, and it, it is, it, in a certain capacity it's like these like completely incompetent just like power hungry like aliens that like we all just think about all the time like in sci-fi but they're just so bitchy and terrible it's amazing yeah yeah truly like this uh this fucking show already has like a great a really great track record of having uh just the most toxic characters and um (laughs) the the moon knights in particular just so fucking toxic like the biggest like toxic toxic dad energy like these guys are just totally the kinds of guys who would you would expect to like bum a cigarette from you outside of the circle <laughs> kind of deal yeah. it's amazing yeah um i i like how just a fucking big stack of amps and some some good hard riffs. Um, re- really, I think proto proto 2021 2022 grind set. Uh, sometimes you have to rent a room instead of work. 
uh, with all the all the discourse around uh, landlording being real work versus not. I think that I thought that was a funny line that uh, <laughs> fucking stuck out at me. Um, I fucking hate that. I I I fucking hate how much I I love how much I hate the aliens. Like, and that's obviously like why they're good characters because they're. Um, it's easier to write a it's easier to write a character that is likable, I think, than it is to write a character that is genuinely just fun to hate, and that's why the Moon Knights are great. Um, they ha- they actually like they have this really good um, energy that I think is sort of a lot like the sort of kind of blue checkmark dweeb types that we see on the internet now of like uh literally saying that we've advanced beyond rules and manners which is just the way that most of these fucking online nerds act um big big exposure to that in my my travels in life <laughs> yeah i yeah jim i i gotta agree with you there like i in our side message i was saying like man like watching this episode in 2022 all i can think about is like like the sort of self-titled elites like read too much into a show about uh, a bunch of talking food puppets and uh people but i'm gonna do that because this is our pod damn it and all i could think about is like like the the entire just like monologue i guess it's like it's not really a dialogue or just talking to each other but also trying to talk to carl where they're like, <laughs> like they're like introducing themselves like yeah we're from the inner corner of the moon our race turns of years beyond yours and like you know, the moon. Like, one could say the Earth is our moon, or I think Carl is like, no. The real point is, I don't give a damn. Like I, the entire just like blue check mark versus like the ninety nine percent, the at least the rest of this country, these United States. Like that's how, at least that's how like the feel like is the mood music is in twenty twenty two, where it's like, nah, like, uh, and and I, I think that kind of that parallel or metaphor you, you know what i'm talking about like that kind of stuff extends to like the moon and i just abusing the meat wad being like listen you can only be cool if you do exactly what we tell you to do which is stuff that we're i knew it's cool and then we're just going to abuse the shit out of you and it's like man uh the, the mind races of how many like examples of real world bit stuff that like it, sometimes well-meaning but but mostly not people say to people who they think are their inferiors to like have them just things like i don't know go run up enormous amounts of debt it's going to be fine yep fine you know and and they're not the ones that are doing it but they're always encouraging people to just do stupid stuff uh and then when nothing works out they just absolve themselves of all responsibility thank you for coming parallels (laughs) parallels to sparks for sure i think too um that like you see the Moon Knight, you see Carl, and they're just like two completely different strata of ugly Americans in a way. Yeah. <laughs> like, where like the Moon Knight's yeah. kind of just like, I'm a blue check mark. You must obey what I do. And Carl's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm awesome. And I just, I see a lot of that. Like, just like how like the, like the sheer, like, I don't know, the oil and water, but also like just how similar they are in a way. Yeah, that's a good. Like, one. there's like two different like uh like facets of domineering, I think, and I think it's really interesting to like, watch them kind of you know interact, especially uh, like when it comes to like their neighbors, you know, <laughs> the food products. <laughs> but I don't know. That's like like just that's the good. two different like jingoistic like mindsets they both have, and how they almost like 
interact, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's a hundred percent fucking spot on. There's a lot of fucking character development in this, like not only um obviously the introduction of the Moon Knights who are iconic, but then they they function as like a big backstop to to really really develop the other characters a lot. And I mean that that at this stage of the series that is still worth its weight in gold. Um, I like how yeah, they're, they're um, a landscape in a way. Really, really good, really good quotes. Really quotable episode. Uh, particular in reference to his guitar strings, Shake goes, "I need light gauge if I'm gonna thrash," which is funny. <laughs> Uh, um, Shake just keeps fucking up the aliens' names, which I think is really good. Um, I wrote about how they, how toxic the aliens are, like five times because I couldn't get over it. It's fucking <laughs> fantastic. Um, on the moon, nerds get their pants down. It sounds they get get their pants pulled down rather. It kind of sounds like the moon is a pretty tight place. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is a good movie. Yeah, he's vegetable man. <laughs> That is the the belly laugh moment I had in this episode. Um, really, just think that like uh, <laughs> it's it's a pretty it's a pretty great episode. It's kind of like a platonic ideal for everything that I've sort of been waiting for uh, in the in the just pantheon of episodes of these Adult Swim shows I've watched so far. Uh, suffice it to say, I think that it is one of the better ones, inclusive of the really good episodes of uh, of C Lab. I think actually for that reason, like, and this is an unpopular opinion, but I think just because like of the accuracy, like as far as like cultural things are concerned, I actually kind of fucking hate the Moon Knights. But like just because like it's like oh god damn it, you know what? That's fucking accurate. Fuck, you know. I just yeah. It's it's like watching The Office like during those points. Yes. It's like, oh Jesus, fuck, stop talking, you know? Like it's I think they're one hundred percent like that weird palpable tension that yep. you don't want to see, but you have to keep watching because you know, you know, go forward. And uh I just oh my god, watching this was like, oh my god, I fucking hate this. Like just because I don't know, just my uh <laughs> just where I come from like from like morality wise, I'm just always fucking piss but yeah i just ah, cringe yeah no i i'm i'm right there with you like i again i think one of the reasons why the moon knights are such great characters is because of how bad they suck right like oh, one yeah. of the reasons why the office and curb your enthusiasm are like two of the most perfect shows ever created and i mean to a lesser extent with uh always sunny it's like uh, they, they may they do such a great job of making the characters so fucking unlikable and yeah. repellent and like that is that is something that is inherently more difficult and more impressive than well, than making characters likable. And even then, like you know, like they aren't like necessarily like well-known like voice actors. Like whereas like the Frat Aliens, it's Patton Oswalt, and it's like huh, adorable. Whereas with this, it's like this is just some dude being like this all the time, and it's fucking grating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ji, any any yeah. uh, any uh, any more words from you on this? Yeah, I, I think that the point about the characterization is spot on. Kind of saw it in the, the previous episode with uh, H. John Benjamin's, like, Mothman character, but definitely this one. It's like, Miwat is easily impressionable, kind of an kind of well-worn, but really, like, the Master Shake being also 
impressionable, but not understanding like the situation he's in and being like uh, part of the chaos. And while uh, kind of straight man and all this, I think is uh, like really good uh, in the next few episodes. But I, I, I think like, as you said, that dynamic uh, gets real, uh, you know, this basically nexus of like a lot of these uh character interactions here for for a chunk of the show it's the perfect storm it speaking of sure storm uh, that reminds me of our uh newest uh sponsor uh Al, i got I a perfect storm it's uh it's called eating a lot of beef and then feeding some to my horse and then Taking people on a handsome cab ride around New York City. Beefarino. Beefarino. Beef Thank you, Beefarino, for being our sponsor tonight. Our newest sponsor. Um, it's it's like spam, but it's not spam. Uh, get some beefarino and chop it up in your spaghetti and make yourself a little bit a little uh, little binion boulonnaise. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Janet B. Farino. God, ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Like if you're a '90s kid, Janet Reno. Janet Reno has Jan. <laughs> we stand. We stand a Jan. Can you imagine if Janet Reno were alive? Um, if uh, no. no, like, like what the what the shit lib set would be doing in terms of like standing like dude all i know is that like um any kind of diss track that she ever put out is called a beef arena <laughs> yeah the tracks <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that's just just pure facts just pure, pure facts, facts. No that's, facts. An, um, that's a flapjack been... facts flapjack facts my guy <laughs> flap flapjack facts we've got f in the chat by the way uh welcome f uh, for being here we talking moon and nights or what are we doing yeah we we're, we're wrapping oh yeah we're, we're, wrapping, we're talking moon and nights all day today yeah we're wrapping it up on moon this is nights. now a moon and nights pod yeah well nice uh very that's very chuggy yeah uh, the, the moon and nights are uh the moon and nights have a big big not chuggy energy uh, that's very like, true they do not <laughs> God. Yes. Um I actually think that the Moonanites are are uh they're they're a nice sort of McGangbang of every type of person that I've ever been victimized by in my life. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> because they're like they're like toxic cigarette people, but they're also like conceited holier than thou nerds. And those are like the two types of people that have caused me strife. In my life, I would argue that like they are the people that are still trying to become rappers in your hometown, but for some reason now they have master's degrees. Yes, that's oh. God. So fucking cogently put, Carl. Holy shit! Yeah, that was infinitely excellent. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Imagine, imagine getting a degree. Jesus, in 2022. <laughs> yeah. Well, like- I knew this guy, he was like, I'm self-made. I have a psychology degree. And he'd like be like, he was like always trying to like hop through this tech fad. He's probably like an NFT guy now. And I'm just like, oh, it's all coming to me in a way. And, you know, like he's a guy that will order like 
like you know the white kid that'll order like six shots of patron chilled and tip you a dollar but he's been in the industry mm-hmm. so it's cool do we do we get in on the ground floor of making moon and Night nfts as a bit <laughs> Absolutely. Although, like Let's minting a minting an NFT uh, costs like thirty dollars, so I, it's horseshit. Like you, get, like NFTs are dog shit. Like because they're not an art exercise, they're a coding exercise. It's a topic for a different pod. But in order to make it's called it right clicking. Hey, right click, yeah. save picture. Do not right click and download Ninja this podcast. Cool, if you do, you're stealing our cool. NFT ter- territory. This podcast is an NFT. Uh, <laughs> NFT, not for tail. <laughs> oh, God, not for taking. That's what it stands for. <laughs> NFT, NFT <laughs> really funny how non fungible token does just mean not for taking. Thank you. Thank there you. There was this uh, time I was living in this warehouse and uh, like the big old sliding door. Like I come in one day and there's just like somebody had slapped a Moon Knight bumper sticker on the door. That's and, so uh, nice. I think about that a lot, especially I'm th- I think about it right now, just because I'm like, man, like, was that art or was it like just somebody slapping a sticker on my fucking door? Was that art or was somebody just slapping a sticker on your door? <laughs> God, that reminds me of the uh, when they were trying to promote the movie in colon movie theater, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, they were Moon Knight, uh, like the, the Moon Knight people. I don't know. The likeness of the Moon Knights shut up. It was on TV and they put it like all over Boston and everyone thought it was like some sort of like terrorist activity or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, oh my god. That was nuts. Classic Boston. Yeah, was that around like Boston. the Boston Boston bombing or, or something? No, like it that? was like two thousand six. There was one time somebody uh put a this bike is a pipe bomb sticker on their bike and like and it was like in like the mid aughts and uh, people like freaked the fuck out. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, that was big. Uh, that was big news in the BMX community, which which, oh, yeah. puts, which puts it at about two thousand three. Yep. Uh, if I if I remember that. Good old Planet that. X, man. Yep. Oh boy, another <laughs> another uh, another fucking topic for an entire different pod. Oh yeah, the rise and fall of Planet X Records. Anyway, <laughs> uh, any any uh, concluding remarks on Mayhem of the Moon Knights, y'all? I uh, love the Moon Knights. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You love to hate them. Yep. It was funny. It was a funny episode. I had a good time watching it. You're actually watching it this time around? Oh yeah, I'm actually Maybe watching it. Blood? Well, yeah. I I started watching them. The other, I started watching the C Labs as well. Oh, you did? Okay, all right. But, Although I never should have, I fucking regret it. Yeah. and I wish I had all that time. Because the la- the ba- the entire back half of C Lab is fucking dog shit. Yeah, so it's uh, not not great. Um, can't believe that I wasted so much of my life doing that. Um, it was great because I got to hang out with you. Not bad. There was like three good episodes in season four. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I'm three. I'll make that conceit. I mean, it was really only 10, 10 hours of 10 and a half hours of C Lab episodes. Yeah. And we, we somehow did, you know, a half hour on each one. Yeah. Sometimes even more. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, 
the fuck's wrong with us? Ended up making this 40 this hours episode of, of podcast because uh, I love it. Well, I mean, this episode was 11 minutes and this pod's 22. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We love that you're here. Again, if you want to if you want to check out the old episodes of us slogging through C-Lab, hit us on our <laughs> Patreon. Uh, in the meantime, uh, have a delicious day. Right click. It's going to be a thing that I say now. <laughs> and we'll catch you soon. Fuck out of here.